The most influential Christian writer in history is the Apostle Paul. Paul wrote 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament. If you do the math, that's almost half of the books of the New Testament written by the Apostle Paul. And the first letter that he wrote is the book of Galatians. In this series, we're going to take a look at this six-chapter book. Before we do that, let's talk through how to use this study series from PursueGod.org. First, you're going to want to download the series workbook on the series page online. And then I encourage you to read a chapter every day and take notes. Now, there are six chapters in the book of Galatians. And to get the most out of this series, I encourage you to read a chapter every single day. That means that over the next six weeks, if you do this with your family or your small group or your mentor for six weeks, you will have read the book of Galatians six times. And then the Bible is going to come alive to you. So the third step is to watch the video, just like this one, ahead of your meeting every week so that finally when you come together with your family, your small group, or your mentor, you can explore the chapter together using the talking points and the discussion questions below each video. Here's where we're going over the next six weeks as we study Galatians together. Today we're going to talk about the one gospel that Paul was so passionate about. In week two and chapter two, we're going to talk about the two meetings that sort of frame the whole chapter. The first council in Jerusalem that you can read about in Acts chapter 15. And then a meeting between Paul and the apostle Peter, where Paul had to call Peter out for his hypocrisy. In week three, we'll talk about the promise, which means we'll go all the way back to Genesis to trace the promise that God makes to Abraham forward into the book of Galatians. In week four, we'll talk about labor pains. That's the phrase that Paul uses to talk about the love that he has for the new believers in the churches in Galatia. And we'll also see how that relates to a couple of important moms from the Abraham story. And then we'll talk about the true freedom that we have in Christ in week number five. And how at the end of the day, it's all about being a new creation because of the grace of Jesus himself. But for today, let's start with this. On his first missionary journey... Paul traveled through the region of Galatia to share the gospel and plant churches. We read about this in Acts chapter 13. It says there that Paul and Barnabas traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. And on the Sabbath, they went to the synagogue for the services. Later in verse 43, it says many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas. And the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. Now, let's look at my underlines here. First of all, Antioch of Pisidia, that's in the region of Galatia or modern day Turkey. And you'll notice also in verse 43 that Paul was preaching to the Jews and also some devout converts. And what that's talking about is the fact that Paul first spoke to the Jews. But you'll notice if you read about it in Acts 13 and 14 that Paul gets rejected and then he brings the message to the Gentiles. And pay attention to that because it's going to come up again here in the book of Galatians. And then finally notice that they're focusing on grace from the very beginning. And remember that word grace because it is the central theme of the book of Galatians. Really, it's the central theme of the whole Bible. Now, here's what happens next. A group of false believers infiltrated the Galatian churches to bring a different message. Some theologians call that group the Judaizers. And here was their message. Salvation equals Jesus plus works. Now, these Judaizers were Jewish, but they called themselves Christians. 
Paul doesn't call them Christians. You'll notice in Galatians that Paul calls them false believers. And the reason he was so passionate about this is because their message went against his message. Paul taught that salvation equals Jesus plus nothing. In other words, Jesus did 100% of the work and there's nothing left for you and I to do, which is a good thing because we're broken and utterly powerless. And so finally, that brings us to the book of Galatians. Paul wrote Galatians in response to the false gospel of the Judaizers. Let's look at what he says in chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. He says, I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God, who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You're following a different way that pretends to be the good news, but it's not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Remember, Paul had just preached the gospel to them. The gospel means the good news. He had just preached the gospel and then he left and the Judaizers swept in and tweaked it. And they turned away to trust what the Judaizers were saying instead of what Paul was saying. Paul had brought the real gospel and they came in and brought what they called the gospel, which is really not good news at all. And then Paul says this in verse 8, let God's curse fall on anyone, including us or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preached to you. Now, as you read Galatians, you'll start picking up more and more what the gospel of Paul really is. But Romans 3 verse 22 probably says it best. This is a letter that Paul wrote later on to the church in Rome. And he articulated the gospel like this. We are made right with God by placing our trust in Jesus Christ. And this is true for anyone who believes no matter who we are. This is the true gospel. The gospel out on the Gentiles too. And this is essentially what Paul says to the Galatians in chapter 3 verse 2. He says, let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. And then in verse 14, he says it like this. Through Christ Jesus... God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. Now, I wanted to point this out because I think a lot of Christians today miss this when they read Galatians 3. Many of us are focused on Jesus and his work on the cross and all of that is very, very important But take a look at Galatians 3 again, and you'll see that Paul is teaching something pretty fundamental. He'll get into this a little bit more in chapters 5 and 6. But what he's saying is that Jesus wasn't the end of the story. The whole point was so that the Holy Spirit could be here and be in us and change us from the inside out. This is the blessing that was spoken of in Genesis 12. Paul develops this further in Ephesians chapter 1 where he says, Now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you, and when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. This verse teaches that when you place your faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes into your life and begins to change you from the inside out. 
This is the blessing that God wanted for all nations, Jews and Gentiles. It's not just God living among us. It's God living in us. So as you read Galatians 3 one more time, consider this question. How has the Holy Spirit's work in you been a blessing in your life?